Hello and welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast episode one. You're joined by me, Lewis Birch and Nick Knight uh, of NK Active and Grosvenor Birch Limited. We are talking today because we're getting back to some sort of reality, uh, hopefully very soon with the lockdown easing. Nick, tell me a bit about your lockdown. How's it been? It's been it's been interesting. It's I'm naturally always trying to be a half glass full kind of chap. And if I've been honest, lockdown, let's call it lockdown 3.0 as it were. <laughs> it's gone on a long time. Um, before I get on to that, I remember I was doing some webinars for people just to try and reduce the risk of injury during lockdown 1.0. And I, I, was, I was listening back to them the other day. And this was back in April time. And I'm like, oh yeah, don't worry. It will be like sort of six weeks and then life will get back to normal. <laughs> we sort of think a year later, we're still, we're just about getting there. Um, being honest, it, it, lockdown sort of 3.0 has been sort of, has, has been more challenging, I think, because I think a lot of it is that we've known what to expect because we've had two tries of it before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you think we'd be perfectionists of it now? Yeah, but I think yeah, definitely from a health perspective, it has been it has been a lot harder. And what actually we started to see a lot in clinic is people coming in where the injuries are they getting due to their changes in activity levels. And we see a lot of patients here who um, commute to London, and obviously they haven't been doing that. And what we've then seen is that well, actually they've got back four or five hours a day because they're not commuting. So a lot of them and then then replace that with exercise, which is absolutely fantastic. But they've added on 25 hours a week of exercise possibly to their diary, which their body is not used to. And then they there are all starting to pick up injuries when actually there's no reason why your body can't do it. You just got to give your time, make sure your body's acclimatized to doing that and making sure it's in the right state to do that. So you can't sort of shock it into... Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that with um, with the body. And then we've also then seen the flip side of that, where people have just reduced all their activity levels because their football club's been shut, their hockey club's been <laughs> no, shut, the, been... Golf, the golf course is not open. So they've just sat there and done nothing. And now we're at the point where we both can get back to playing hockey. You can get back out on the golf course. Is Are we going to see... I predict we're possibly going to see a, a spiking injuries that are occurring because of the sudden change in, in activity levels. And even if you talk about activity levels as such, it's sort of a lot of people have gone and brought a static bike, got a Peloton, Echelon or a Turbo Trainer to help keep themselves active during lockdown because they're only allowed out once a day for exercise. But that is still completely different to running around on a hockey pitch mm-hmm. or a football pitch. So it is about trying to get people that, that graded exposure. And I think that, that there could be a risk of bull in a china shop scenario. Like we've already seen it in the papers of like people queuing at the driving range, <laughs> people going swimming at the crack of dawn because the outdoor swimming pools are now back open. It's sort of, it's fabulous and people are doing that. And, but we just need to try and do it in a, a nice graded way to reduce the risk of people those Sure. getting those injuries sure and I, and I can certainly attest to that you know I said to you this morning I, for the first time in what are we now three months into lockdown 3.0 is it more than that something Six like months, is, it? is it no it's uh, not I think it's about yeah I think oh, it's, any, anyway so for the first time this morning I actually did some stretching <laughs> and as we said rightly going back to hockey and even just chasing my three-year-old around the house at the moment I feel like I'm going to pull a hamstring <laughs> so 
What would be some of your tips, Nick, to, to sort of getting back to, to something gradually? Is it a case of, of you know, doing some stretching um, or, or getting out and walking about or is, it, is there more to it than that? So for me, it's, there's twofold. One is whatever your activity is, just give yourself graded exposure to that. So if you're getting back on onto the hockey pitch because we can use hockey as an example because it's both our sports absolutely it is about okay what do you think what do you do on a hockey pitch okay there's a lot of start a lot of stopping so if you have been out doing some running during lockdown well actually maybe try and start doing some interval work which is more realistic of what you do on a Mm. on a hockey pitch sprint sprint stop and lots of lots of turning yeah and then just start gradually increasing the number of sessions and start off just doing it really light and in and not that much to begin with and gradually build it up it's like if you come back from an injury we sometimes get people to do what we call a run and walk program so you do a bit of running a bit of walking well it's the same sort of process of getting building your activity levels back up again the other thing is actually looking at getting people to start doing some strengthening exercises unfortunately we have this myth that we think if we stretch we're going to prevent injuries (laughs) Unfortunately, there's not one bit of evidence that really links injury prevention to stretching. Oh, blimey. Okay. There is evidence that starts to link with doing strengthening exercises to reducing the risk of, of injuries. Now, we, we don't have the data on each individual sport. But if you take running, for example, we know that doing strengthening exercises three times a week could possibly, in some people, reduce the risk of injury by anything around 40 to sort of 50 percent in in some people so we're not going to turn around and say right if everyone does strengthening exercises no one's going to get injured because that was just a cohort of people in a study but we can start to see the the importance of doing strengthening work so we sort of say be proactive in that and that's that sort of our, the, the thing that's going to ring through for i think all the episodes that we do is sort mm. of let's try and be proactive rather than reactive that's right and i think that's because there's a seamless link there you know with, with finance as well as healthcare is as long as you are proactive in the things that you're you're trying to do um, it's going to help you when when the inevitable happens which is we see a market crash or we see some sort of injury yeah uh, and and i think i can attest to 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 the strengthening side of it because our business next door uh, we when we were allowed before before lockdown we came next door to to, to nick uh, me and the and the staff um, and we were doing gym sessions like hit sessions which the warm-up <laughs> to me wasn't a warm-up <laughs> that was like the session um and i think it's because the, there's the difference between doing a lunge for example and stretching out your your hamstrings and, and your quads and, and your calves and the type of lunges that we were doing here which was um a much higher tempo much higher tempo with weight and the key thing is the weight people so we know from a muscle um, physiology viewpoint if you want to strengthen something you want to work about an effort level of about a seven out of ten or higher where ten being max effort zero no effort and you only want to do about six repetitions so if you can sit there and you're doing 30 40 repetitions of one exercise you're not getting the maximum benefit from a strength perspective now the way I sort of describe it is that the tip would be is that like with everything, you need a good base. You need a good set of foundations and that rings true for health and that rings true for finance as well. So you get your good, from my perspective, your good base by getting a good base level of strength. Once you then got your good base level of strength, you then go and diversify into 
the areas that you want to. So from my perspective, it may be making you sports specific for hockey. It may get you used to doing fell running or walking or doing long going out rambling or something. Mm. And again, that has a link with the finance because you may chat someone about pensions. You may chat someone about, okay, I want to retire at X. How do, what, what do I need to do to achieve it? So it's then having that specialism into going down the right area of where you need to do and making it specific so for something like hockey once you've got your base strength you then want to start actually doing lots of what we call cutting movements so side to side and jumping around because that's effectively what you do on a Hmm. on a hockey pitch but you know you've got the good base to build on from there and unfortunately again with the healthcare is there is no quick fix with it it's going to take time You've got to constantly make sure it's being progressed forward. The biggest mistake I see people make is they start doing some exercises and then you then speak to them three months later and they're still doing the same exercise. Mm. They haven't been mm. progressed and pushed forward. And that and that's upping the way and it's doing things at a, at a higher tempo or, or, or uphill, for example. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. And we have some... What we try and do here, and it's very similar to your business as well, so... Like we actually try and give people advice where they don't actually need to come and see us. They can manage things because there are going to be certain people. We can just give them a few bits of advice and that's all they need just to set them off on the right path. There are going to be other people that need a bit more of a guided Yeah, a bit process. more hand-holding. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And it's, I know, for example, I'm a type of person that I, I, like, I kind of like that, that semi-hand-holding approach and structure because I know that for example, when I had an injury, I went and got it rehabilitated, but I didn't try and do it myself. Well, I did I did it to myself to a degree, but then I got to the point where I said, I just got a little lazy with doing things. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, right, I just need to go to this. So then it was like I had an appointment and these are the things I need to do. And it offered me structure and I work much better when I have that structure in place. I, I, I completely agree. And it was the same for me. You know, one, I had my hockey injury, which, um, which re- rehabilitated here, which I was told I was way above schedule way ahead of schedule even so I was proud of that and 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 actually you know it's much better since whereas the hamstring that I did on my other leg which I didn't rehabilitate properly I got back to hockey far too quickly because it was a case of I just need to play hockey I've got to do something at the weekend that one is still very much worse than than the the other one and 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 you are right there there is an element of hand holding but I think also we've got to remember like you, both you and I are, are, are busy business owners um and, and it's not just a case of working on clients you you've got all the time that goes into working on the business much like we're doing this podcast now although it's not necessarily in business time we need to do or we feel we want to yeah. do this to, to 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 give something back and I'd certainly say that's the same for the some of the business owners that, that might be listening to this is it's not necessarily about hand holding and saying oh well I can just do that myself it's about having that second opinion and, and also delegating it to somebody so that you can get on with running your own business and, and looking after your own the welfare of your staff and I think yeah. that's one of the things I was just going to come on to is is um, the, the the hit program just to come back to it that, that we did here um, you know the morale of our staff um, not just in, in being fitter and healthier better posture at work you know the benefits realistically are, are endless for, for the, the person that's coming to do it but also for from our point as, as business owners is that we've we've got happier healthier staff who, who feel who feel valued um, yes we're putting them through the intensive 
<laughs> hit program, which I understand is going to get a lot worse now that you've got David here. Yes. Who is ex-military trainer, is he? Yeah, um, ex-special forces. <laughs> so, so it's going to get much worse when we can come back and do it. But it's those sorts of things that whilst we talk about workplace pensions for staff, um, which, yes, is an obligation now by the government, but private medical insurance, death in service schemes, all those sorts of things that we can think about. But actually, sometimes it goes more, it goes beyond that and it's giving back to your staff in, in different ways. And one of those is, of course, putting to say some, some sort of healthcare plan, which isn't just insurance, is, is actually the gym sessions as well, because people are busy. You know, they yeah. go home and they've got their children to look after, they've got to make dinner, whatever it is. So, so to be able to give back some, some work time to do those sorts of things, I think is, is really important. I think it is really important. And I think we're also possibly going to see increase in maybe workplace injuries, not injuries happening because of work, but because people activity levels have, have changed. If you did have quite a labor intensive job or a job where you're spending a long time on your feet and then you've been furloughed for a year or something or up to a year, then you get someone coming back and they're not used to doing that, there is a possibly an increased risk of getting an injury. And that's where we really want to try and give back and try and help out because as you've already mentioned, we've had David join us and he's actually got a vast amount of experience working in the commercial sector and has got proven results in reducing sickness rates at work due to injury, which then in a nutshell saves companies money and especially small businesses at the moment with the times that we've we've been through it's sort of like every penny counts at, at, yeah. at the moment. So, so how was that sort of the lockdown sort of 3.0, 3.0 being for you? Oh, we're, we're deep into the podcast and now yeah. it's my turn. A, a strange one. I mean, my partner and I welcomed twins in uh, on December the 28th. We've got Archie and Olivia who joins Harrison, who's, who's my three-year-old. We also moved house on the 9th of December and, and have been completely renovating the house. So... I would say that my lockdown 3.0 has been a little bit stressful. Um, yeah. co- coincided with, you know, staff working from home and in general financial planning being incredibly busy. I think what we've seen is a lot of people have a lot of time to sit down and think about their financial position, whether because of healthcare concerns, because of COVID or, or furlough or just the generic you know, I've got, I've now got a bit more time to think about pensions and investments. And, and um, one chap, it was about actually because of COVID, I'm thinking I'd rather take time away from work now. You know, have I got enough to retire? It's those sort of jobs that we've been doing for people, which um, are quite labor intensive. Um, you know, we're not the sort of firm that will just produce a report at the push of a button once we've got your your date of birth and national insurance number and how much you earn. It, it's much more detailed than that. We look at your whole financial picture um, as well as who you are and what you want to achieve and then give quite personalized advice and recommendations to try and help you envisage what it is that you want so so those sorts of things as i said quite labor intensive that's that's made work busy as well as being busy outside of work and so lockdown's been pretty stressful and and normally for me i take great pleasure in sport you know I've yeah. always been sporty I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of running or any sort of self-motivated <laughs> exercise so without it I've sat down a lot 
Um, I've not really done any form of exercise, but I'm looking forward to getting back to hockey because whilst whilst you're you're playing and you're co- uh, captain of Ferrum yes. Twos, aren't you? Um, I, I am playing and coaching the men's ones at, at, at Romsey. And we had a stellar first half of the season. We went completely unbeaten and saw sort of 50 goals in eight games, nine games. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to see the chaps and, and putting them through their paces again. But I must admit, some of the things that I get them to do is is, is stolen straight straight from our hit sessions here. <laughs> that, that, that's fine because it, it doesn't matter how people do it. It's just getting it done. We're not one for saying, oh, you must do this exercise, this exercise. At the end of the day, it's... it's the majority of the time, there's no such thing as a bad exercise. It's just getting people just moving, getting people doing. And and you touched on something there that there's something like you're not the type of person that will go for a run. No. So, I, 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 I can't stand running. I, I bought myself some shoes for it and everything. And I just... They still sat in the box. <laughs> no, no, because I use them for hockey as well. I just, I, it's, I think it's the headspace thing. I, I'm not somebody that switches off very easily Mm -hmm. and I feel like running you've got to get out of your own head and go running and just be free Um, and I just find one my I get quite stiff calves which doesn't help because then I I, and then I as 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 you well know in the hit session I give up far too easily so on your scale of you need a seven out of ten I go from ten out of ten for the first two and then lay on the floor and and just pretend that the instructor isn't looking at me. (laughs) And when they do, then quickly get back up and and do the exercise again. No, but that's it. That's the key part of is is our job is trying to find that motive, what motivates people to do things. Because everyone will have it inside them. It's just some people running will be like a godsend to them. You get other people like yourself where running just just isn't for you, but there's still things to do to motivate people. And it is trying to find out that balance of what works for that for that individual so have you sort of got because i should imagine you've also possibly you've seen people come in speaking about one in the the scale of they've reached the end of their career and they're on about retiring have you seen or been reading anything within your world of you've got the other end where you've got young small business owners just starting up who are actually now quite worried because they may have not got as much help or support as they needed or they just decided to start a business and then everything got shut down yeah and i'm glad you mentioned this nick because it is a big big thing in our industry at the moment or our profession i should i should say it is how we can deliver proper financial planning to those that need it most and typically those that need financial planning the most are people on lower incomes that are sort of struggling with things and there are a range of benefits out there potentially available to them and they just don't know where to turn. But the problem if we're looking from a business point of view is it it just isn't commercial to look after people like that, um, which is where you get the government bodies and, and, and those sorts of things. But even those guidances aren't overly clear. Whereas if you were sat in front of a financial planner, that they would go through your picture, yeah. who you are, what makes you you, um, and what is available to you. But the problem is, 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 is people like that aren't necessarily prepared to pay for the advice or, or can't pay. I think there was a study um, just recently where it said to employees, how much would you be prepared to pay for financial planning? And the answer was £100. Okay. Well, without any disrespect to a lot of people, some people that partook in that study would pay more than £100 for a pair of trainers. 
Yeah. No, no. And, and, and so there is an argument for something called robo-advice. And robo-advice is basically a computer program that's going to tell you this is what you should do and, and where you should invest your money, which is great because I would say, you know, that, that a bit like injury rehabilitation and exercise is the most important thing is to get started and get started today. Even if it's all I can save a month is five pounds, save it, put it somewhere, forget about the, the card that's attributed to that savings account and just set up a direct debit and get that five pounds away. And that's true whether you are a student, whether you're really struggling, um, or whether indeed you, you've just set up your business. Um, and it's always about, for, for, for the business owner that you mentioned, I think it's about investing in your human capital. Yes. That, that's, that's the thing. So you, whilst you've not got investable assets at the moment, it's invest in your human capital. Um, know your business the business is your baby you you enjoy it you set it up you want to work on it um, but it's about thinking smarter in terms of right well how can I help the staff that work for me to ensure that they're really working for me and and, and not just sort of going by the mill and collecting their wage so it's that sort of thing for for the early starter business and then knowing that when you do start to to make some profit one that you start to pay yourself a salary because that's important you know it might be mortgage mortgage payments they need to pay so they've got to show a salary but also if there is surplus profits making sure that you are making pension contributions you know not everyone knows but actually pension contributions are deductible against your corporation tax bill so if you're having to write a cheque to the HMRC every year for your corporation tax, think, well, have I paid enough into my pension yet? Because it might be that any money that was going to go to HMRC can go into your pension instead. And that's not me saying we shouldn't pay taxes because I think going forward that's going to be really important. You know, the government has dug a big old hole with their their bill for, for, for COVID. Um, and it is only <coughs> fair that we sort of help pay our our way how we get people seeing financial planners or at least even taking some sort of financial advice whether that's robo or, or sitting in front of a, a, a planner it's difficult for for some people and there's not a perfect solution yet because there is no such thing as, as free financial advice recommendations yes there is guidance and tips out there that you you might be able to follow but at the same time they can contradict each other um, it's the same in healthcare as well. You can get some generic injury advice about an injury, but it's it's making the assumption that that person's got their diagnosis right in the first place. And we also know the, the beauty of the human body is that it is reliably unreliable. <laughs> so not everyone has the same experience when they get an injury. So some sort of robo advices that were may work for someone with an injury, but the next person it may not work yeah, they might all. inadvertently be doing the wrong thing because yes. of they've read the the guidance in a certain way that's right um uh, and 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 so the the standpoint that we've taken is 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 to really encourage the clients that we have been looking after that are perhaps you know into retirement and beyond i mean i, I for one hate the word retirement because lots of our clients yes they are no longer working but they're still occupying their time it's that vocation uh, you know what they fill their time with and, and for lots of them it's charitable work so so whilst it's retirement it's they're still working and it's about encouraging them to think about how much money have I got and how much do I actually need I mean a lot lots of my clients believe it or not I spend most of my time convincing them to spend more money 
because they've got surplus money and, and they've, they've been sensible and they've run successful businesses. And now it's about saying, right, well, I've got much more than I'm ever going to need because they still live very modest lifestyles. Yeah. And so it's either saying, look, enjoy it, go and buy that car. Yes, it might make you feel silly, um, but if it doesn't work out, then okay, no loss. You've spent some money, sell the car again and just say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Just learn from it. Learn from it. Yeah, try different things and spend some money because it's your money you've built up or okay, even if you've inherited some of it, it's family wealth that's been built up that if you don't spend, it's only going to pass to the next generation. And so some of the things that I would suggest is, is, you know, thinking about spending some more money yourself or if not trying to help the younger generation now instead of when you're no longer with us. And, and the saying is, you know, don't be the richest person in the graveyard because then the government may well take 40% of it anyway. And, and yeah. so, you know, yes, it gets very, very complicated with gifting money or assets and, and that's where you should definitely take financial planning advice but but there is sometimes an argument to say you know if I just wrote you a check now and, and gave you a check for some money that I'm unlikely to make my position any worse on death because if there's inheritance tax due now then there might be in in two years time anyway so at least I'm giving you the benefit of, of using that money now maybe to help your business but also is I'm still alive and I get to see how you use that money. And that's one of the things that people don't necessarily think about when giving money on death. Yes, it's very sensible and everyone should have a will and power of attorney to make sure if, if something happens in the worst case scenario, yeah. they're covered. But one thing about giving money now, especially if it's surplus money that you're just not going to need, is you get the benefit of seeing what somebody does with that money, which can be really empowering. Yes, it can go wrong, but at least if it goes wrong now, and I've given you 20 grand for example to help your business and you take that money out of your business and you use it in a way that I didn't think was appropriate at least I know to write you out of my will yeah yeah exactly so to then sum up really if you're a sort of a small business owner and you're sort of concerned about because I think people's viewpoint on their financial health and their physical health has has changed during COVID. We are seeing a lot of people now in clinic who are like, right, I, I need to make sure I want to get this sorted and I want to try and make sure that I'm I'm putting myself in the best possible place going forward. And we're very fortunate. We, we're quite unique as a clinic that we do collect and order all our own data. So we know that we achieve the results 97% of the time. And at 12 months down the line, 94%, I think it was off my head, people are back to work and doing all their activities that they want to do so and also now i think are people now going to start looking at their finances because you're going to get some people who may have had um a bit of businesses had a bit of financial hardship during this time but then you're also going to find some businesses some people actually may have had some financial gain well that's absolutely right yeah and that may not be physically more income it's just that in general people aren't going on holidays mm. they're not going out on the weekends they can't go like shopping and whatnot so can't go to the pub can't go to the pub um so are actually saving mm. i think i remember reading an article or something i think that some of the the younger generation has saved anything up to twenty thousand oh, pounds during yeah, the, the covid the, the the chart at the moment shows um that savings levels are at all-time high and that's where you get into a different subject which is too much savings you know especially if it's in cash but then would you then turn and say, actually, then it's almost just as important to seek financial advice because it's knowing what what's the best way to use 
mm-hmm. these savings because we, we sort of having it in a bank account is nice, but that may not be the most efficient way to use that money. That, that's right, and, and you know some of the guidance that I can give, and I'll keep it very short because we probably want to use it for, for for another episode. But the the issue with having cash savings, just all your money in cash, and um, whilst that's great for an emergency situation, and, and like we're talking about with COVID or whether you're out of work, it can fund you for for those months that you've not got salary. Having too much is is that we have something called inflation. And inflation is basically the, the rise of goods and services, yeah. the rising costs of goods and services. And, and it's like a silent killer because you see you've got £10 in your bank account. Oh, there's £10 next year. Oh, and now I've got £10.50 because I've had interest. But what you don't realise or what you don't see is that that £10 two years ago would go down the shop and it would buy you, what, two and a half pints maybe? Three pints if you're lucky. Depends where you are in the country. <laughs> yeah, by London, and maybe, maybe one. <laughs> yeah. In three years' time, although you've had that 50 pence interest, is that it will now only buy you one and a half pints. So instead of two and a half pints, it now buys you yeah. one and a half pints. And that's why it's a silent killer. And, and then you take that on a larger scale. For, for instance, you're saving a, a deposit for your first house or, or for saving up for a car. And I know lots of people do it now on, on finance, which, which is, is really a nice facilitator for people that don't build up savings, but um, is that you're, you're doing it on a bigger scale. So in it, you know, it was a thousand pounds for this car. The car now costs 2000 pounds, but you know, your interest is still only 50, 50 pence. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's the thing. But what it's going to come back to is, a, is about the, um, the, the small business owner and some of the things that they can, can sort of think about. Uh, and you were saying there about injuries and, the being what what you were saying about the people that are coming to see you now is that they are being reactive to what's happened with COVID and and as you might already pick up that our our strapline for this health and wealth podcast is, is trying to make you be proactive rather than reactive and I think what we're saying here is that because of COVID there's going to be a new sweep of people that are reacting to what's happened but now want to be proactive so that they the don't have to react so they don't have to react for the future. And a lot of the stuff we're doing at the moment and putting advice out that is how people can be proactive. Because in a way, if we can prevent someone to come in to need to see us in clinic the first place, then that, that, yeah. it, 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 we, we've done our we done our job. I, I completely agree. I, I, I concur. That's the same same sort of feeling is if, if we can help people to sort of manage their own finances and feel confident in doing so, that's great, you know, and we'll always be there because there will always be people that want that hand holding as we've discussed. Yeah. And as people have always said, oh, Nick, you can't do that because you're going to do yourself out of seeing patients and have a negative impact on your business. And I'm like, there are enough people in this world, <laughs> enough people within Hampshire who are going to um, pick up problems that they can't manage themselves or they haven't got the time or they don't want to for example um it, it, there'll be a whole host of reasons so if we can sort of help those out that can do it if it actually then frees up space in clinic for the people that really need to come and yeah or, or that have the great complexities that that they just can't hmm. deal with themselves and 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 that's that's the same for me you know there there are there are great complexities out there and, and rules and regulation that you just won't be able to get from from a bit of free guidance um and that's where we're there for and and you know as a business owner and, and people will resonate with this is that you adapt your services you know it, it, it is always adapt or die um, yeah. and if you can help some of your client base 
with a, a proactive service where they d- then they're less reliant on you you can then adapt your services but also is that you're leaving someone with a with a good impression of you and your firm uh, and they'll remember that and and hopefully pass your good name on to friends family and and those that they meet exactly and the biggest thing we've had to do to change is start offering virtual consultations mm. which has worked really well and we've got to the point where i think last week we we had a patient from Los Angeles, and then we've seen someone from, we've seen people all the way from Hungary, Los Angeles, right across to Australia, which is actually before COVID, people think you couldn't, you no, couldn't do. Right. And um, I, I think it will stay. I oh, think, I, I, that, I think yeah. it, it definitely, it will do. I think virtual healthcare is, is not going to go away. It's only going to get bigger. And there are certain elements that it works really well for. There are still certain elements that you still need that face-to-face contact, but I think you're going to see a nice blend as it were and i still think from the work environment where you're going to see a nice blend from people working in the office and working from home yeah i think being british sometimes we're reluctant to change um the one thing (laughs) creatures of habit the one thing covid has done is that it's forced that change upon us and as you sort of say you're either you're either sink or you swim don't you scenario so yeah yeah absolutely so i haven't got anything else to add i think that's sort of a nice in-depth First I think, I think it's a good introduction to the, the sort of first. So if we finish it off, what would be your one biggest tip if someone had any sort of small business owner had any sort of financial concerns or, or worries? What would be your one biggest take home? Reach out, reach out. Yes, as a financial planner and running a business, we, we charge for our time, rightly so. But, you know, we will always offer somebody a, a, a completely free, no obligation chat. You know, sometimes yeah. that's, that's 10 minutes um, just, to, just to tell me your concerns. Sometimes that will lead me to say, do you know what, you, you, you're all right. I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Or, or yes, you do need to pay the tax. So, sometimes it leads me into... Um, a, a whole picture and a makeup of, 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 as I said, dealing with a financial plan, which is knowing them, their situation. Um, because more often than not, one thing leads into another. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it would be wrong of any financial professional to tell you what the answer is without fully knowing your, your whole picture. For some things, it's very black and white. Most is a very grey area. And, and one thing would lead me to recommending something else. So... Yeah, I, I would say just reach out. You know, uh, we've got contact information. People can phone me. Um, I'll, I'll gladly talk to them. For yeah, and it's the same for us, really. It's sort of my biggest take home would be make any change gradual. But then if you do fill out of your depth, you do pick out an injury, pick up an injury, reach out. It's like, again, like, listen, we charge for our clinical time, but we always welcome people dropping us an email or a phone call to see actually do we need them or not. Because rightly so, we get some people who are, who are worried about an injury, but actually it's just they, they, their body's just getting used to getting back to activity and it's not an injury. And mm. I'll say, you're two days time, you'll be back to normal, you're fine, don't worry about it. It's just that life. That yeah, that's right. And, and that's where it comes from a business point of view is just leave someone with a good impression. Leave someone with a, a nice bit of, of, of care and hopefully they'll remember you. That's, that's the yeah. main thing, isn't it? So I think thank you everyone for listening. As always, if you want any post any comments below or even if you've got any questions drop us an email but more importantly please do like and subscribe to the podcast and we shall see you all next month see you later bye bye